Welcome to another impactful message from Cornerstone Church, where we truly believe there is one hope for every heart, Jesus Christ. If you'd like to check out more resources or view video of this sermon, visit us online at cornerstonerome.com. So if you will, let's give them a big cornerstone welcome for Justice Edwards. All right, good morning. Good morning, guys. Um, thank y'all so much for inviting me out today. Thank y'all for taking the time to come to church um, this morning. Um, I want to thank Cornerstone and also thank Barry College um, for giving me the opportunity to pray, play and to chase my dream. Um, I spoke at FCA this past Friday and I was invited up to speak. And I'm so excited um, to tell you guys my story to tell you guys God's story. Do you have a water? All right. Um, so I'm going to pray, and then we're going to get right into it. So everybody bow your heads. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. Thank you for the many blessings of it, God. Thank you for just never leaving us and never forsaking us. Thank you for getting us to this place, Father God. Do not take this platform for advantage, for a user for your glory. God, I ask that you speak through my heart, uh, speak through my mind, God. Allow your Holy Spirit to have your way. I welcome your presence into this place, God. Thank you that I speak courageously and boldly, Father God. And thank you that we speak to every mountain and we command to move in the name of Jesus. And I ask that you have your way in this place. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. All right. So um, I want to give you guys a little background about me. So I'm Justice Edwards. I started playing football at the age of five. Um, fell in love with it, really. Um, at six years old, God told me I would help people. And then I grew up trying to figure out how in the world I'm going to help people. Uh, I would try to do stuff on my own. And come to 2018, we're about to play Center College in um, Kentucky. My dad called me to tell me that I'm going to have the best game of my career. I'm like, okay. So it's my first game back after coming off a concussion. So I'm really excited. This is our rivalry week. And the person that wins this game or the team that wins this game goes on to win conference. So this is a really big week. The whole week, um, I was locked in in practice. And you can ask Coach Smith. He's a testament to it. Uh, he's one of our coaches at Barry College. And so we're on the way to the game. He calls me that night. I have a dream before the game that um, I got an interception. And we get in the game. Things are going well. I made the first tackle, the defense. They're doing the thing, offense doing the thing. It's a close game. The crowd is packed and um, comes down to the second quarter. Colin Barnum, number 44, makes a, um, comes through the line off a running play, and it's just me and him. And if I don't make this tackle, he goes on and scores. So I lunch into him, and as soon as I lunch into him, I feel a difference in my body from my torso down to my feet as I'm hitting him. And as I get to the ground, I realize as I turn over that I cannot get up. I cannot move. I cannot feel anything. So I'm screaming to my teammates, telling them to get out of the way, get out of the field. And at that moment, I'm just sitting there looking at, looking at the sky, and it was like a pin dropped in the stadium as if um, it went from a, a big ooh to just silence. And I'm talking to God, and everything's just so peaceful. The peace that surpasses all understanding just came over me, came over me. And, and I'm talking to God, and my coach comes over to me, and he asks me, you know, are you good? And I'm the first words that came out of me and it rose up out of my spirit was that God's got me. And I'm coming back on this field and I'll be back. So we get to the hospital. Um, I call my mom. I tell her that everything's fine. Um, I got injured. I don't know what's going on, but drive the speed limit because they were in um, Alabama. And the game was all the way in Kentucky, six hours away. So we get there. And they're rushing me in the hospital. It's like I'm in an out-of-body experience, like a movie. All I see is flashing lights. And the doctors come in, and they tell me, you know, well, you have a 20% chance to walk again. And basically that you're paralyzed. Your spinal cord is ruptured. And the whole time up, my dad was telling, was hearing from God um, that no, 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 it's just a bruise. Well, it turned out um, it was just a bruise on spinal cord. And I talked to, I told the doctor, I responded, I said, no, I am walking. And by Jesus Christ's stripes, I'm here. You're going to go in, you're going to find everything that needs to be found. Everything's going to be fine. I prayed with the doctor, 
And I had to just be strong for, for my parents. And so we go through therapy, and therapy has been treacherous, but it has been good. Um, very consistent in it every day. It has kind of become my life. And then we go back to 2000, the summer of 2019, Coach K calls me, says, we're going up back up to Play Center College. I circled a date on the calendar, and I say, y'all, I'm walking back on that field. And that's exactly what God allowed me to do in 2019. Um, from there, things have been going well. Um, been lifting weights, and this past February, I was able to actually stand on my own, and I was actually training to walk without the braces. So things have been going well in therapy. But I just want to give you guys a background, and God has really allowed me to help people and realize my purpose was greater beyond the field because I thought that I was going to the NFL. That was my goal, but he directed my steps to come and talk to you guys today to help you in your life and what trials that you are, whatever you may be facing. So we're talking about as we overcome today, and I heard that you guys were in a lesson called So What? The Power of the Mind, Will, and Emotion. And that's something that I deal with and have to overcome on a daily. So I want to give you some key points to take with you and to use in your life. So I want you guys to do me a favor. I want you to get in your mind. Well, everybody close your eyes first. Close your eyes and picture your life. Picture everything that you have been through. Picture the trials that you have been through. And I want you to get that one thing and that one obstacle in your mind, that one struggle. Maybe it's a a parent or parental struggle or addiction or anything or that mountain that you seem that you just can't um, get over or you have been dealing with in your life. And I want you to put it in the front of your mind. All right, you got it there? All right. Now you guys can open your eyes. And I want to show you how to overcome this. You know, on the field, like I used to tell them, let's bring that dog out of us today. Today I want you to bring the dog out of you, but in the spiritual realm. So the way that I overcame, I simply looked my situation in the face and I said, I'm here just like you here and I'm not leaving until I win. I'm not going down without winning. And so that's what you have to do. Whatever. When I told you to close your eyes and vision, you're placing yourself right there with it, putting it right in the forefront of your minds. And I want you to tell your situation that I'm here just like you here. But I want to give you guys the steps to overcoming. And we simply overcome by faith. So there's five steps to faith. And in the Bible it says, fight the good fight of faith. So there's three scriptures I want you to think about. The first scripture is Isaiah 43, 2. It says, when you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The, the flames will not consume you. The next scripture is Deuteronomy 31, 6, and it says, Be strong and of good courage to fear not, nor be afraid of them, because the one that goes with you, he will not fail you. And I come here to tell you today, standing here ten toes, that he has never failed me. I can look back at my life and the track record of what God has done in my life from the time I was legit to now, and he has, never, he has always came through on his word. And then the last scripture um, is simply, um, if God is for us, who or what can be against us? So I want you to know that you are not alone in this fight because it's a good fight. The good fight means that you're going to win in the end. So the five steps to faith. So you have everybody get your hands. You got hearing. Put your hands on your ears. Then put your hand on your heart. You got believing. And then the next is speaking. And then the last one is action. So you got hearing, believing, speaking, acting. And then the last step is receiving. And that's very important. So faith is just simply believing in something and bringing it into the existence of what your heart desires from the supernatural. The Bible says that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So What is that substance? The substance is the thing that holds you until you get what you are believing for. It's the thing that you hold on to, that vision, that picture in your head. So 
the first step we have is hearing. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So as you listen to the word, as you listen to the Bible, you gain revelation by the renewing of your mind to what truly is yours. And by hearing, you are building substance in the supernatural realm. You probably cannot see it in the physical right now, but that doesn't mean that it isn't there in the spiritual. So the next point is to believe, and that's your heart. So as you continue to hear the word on the daily, as you continue to pour it into your heart and to your mind, then you're going to start believing what you're hearing. So a real-life example, when I was in a hospital, I would listen to healing scriptures. I would listen to worship music. I would, when I was asleep, um, I would listen to um, healing devotionals because your spirit never sleeps. So as I was listening to it, it was getting like fed to. My mind was getting fed to even in my sleep to the point where I would wake up and say, I'm walking. Or these things became in my heart and I actually believed it. So as I believe it in my heart, um, and that's the next point. In Mark eleven twenty two, it says, have faith in God. This is a command because as believers in Christ, our first response to any situation should be faith. So in Mark eleven twenty four, it says, therefore, I say unto you, whatever so things that you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you should have them. See, you have to believe this thing before you even see it. It has to be real to you. You have to physically like nobody can take you off of this. That is how it is established for you in the physical. So the third point is speaking, and this is big. In 2 Corinthians 4.13, it says that life and death is in the power of your tongue. So speak the word on a daily. No matter what you see, no matter what you feel, I continue to speak by Jesus Christ stripes I'm healed. When, when the report came and said a 20% chance of walking, I combated with the word. I didn't combat it with my own words. I combated with what I knew would work. So I said, no, I am walking. And this is why I'm walking. Because in the beginning, before I was even here, before you was even here, and no disrespect to your medical degree, but he even created that. So by Jesus Christ stripes, I'm here. So the last step um, and fourth point is action. Um, and then it says, put action to your faith. Your execution is worship. And when you put action, so say like you, you have um, a dream to go to the NFL, which was me. mine. I had to train. I had to get up. I had to do the things that others didn't do. Um, even with walking, I had to get out the bed, had to go to therapy every day. I had to actually take these steps. When I said what I believed, I had to back it up by action. And um, in the Bible, oh, I'm sorry, I'm using the restroom. Forgive that. This is part of overcoming. This is not an embarrassment. So the way, um, and this is another thing I had to overcome. I'm going to be honest and frank with y'all because this is real life. With a spinal cord injury, it affects everything. Your sexual function. We're doing good. We're doing good. It affects your sexual function. It affects your um, bowel and bladder function. And that's something I'm still regaining. So I'm so proud of myself because two years ago when this first happened, oh, this is real. Two years ago when this first happened, I would probably be embarrassed and crying. (laughs) See, I I had to reclaim my manhood. Just because this happened to me did not make me less of a man. This only made me a stronger man. So, and then that's just a distraction from the devil. So still, by Jesus Christ stripes, I'm here. This is how you walk this out, and we're going to continue this lesson. All right, so as I was um, saying, the fourth point, um, you put action to your faith. So execution is worship. Man, that just motivated me. I'm sorry. That just motivated me. Y'all about to get it. <laughs> so, you put, you put action to your faith. Your action proves what you truly believe. So, if it's the NFL, if it's a job, even if you believe in God for a husband or a spouse, 
put action to it. It doesn't matter whatever it is. God said, whatever soul you desire, you can have it. That's, no, it's not as little. It's not as big. You can have it. And so if you cannot walk, then crawl. You have to do something to get God's attention and show him that, hey, I want this for my life. And I have to have this for my life. So the Bible tells us to walk by faith. Walking by faith is a journey. We have to walk literally with our eyes closed. Well, our eyes are open, but we have to walk with our eyes closed and we have to turn off what we see, right? What we see, and we have to turn on our spirit for the vision that's in our head, which says, by Jesus Christ's stripes, I'm healed. I still see that more than I see this. And that's when it becomes real. And that's when the miracle happens. That's when the anointing kicks in. That's when the power kicks in. So you have to train yourself. You have to go up in faith by faith and glory by glory because I wasn't always like this. I had to develop my faith. And I had to take time by renewing my mind. Let's see. Okay. We still go go keep it going. All right. So um it's fine, Mom. Yeah, we're good. So the next thing is the last step, and this is so important, is receiving. You have to receive by faith what God has already done for you. Before the foundations of the earth, he knew the plans for your life. He knew exactly what you would go through. He knew exactly what you would do. He knew the plan for your life. He even knew that you would go through the trials in life and he knew what you would want. So we have to openly walk through life with our arms open open to receive the blessings that he has for us, regardless of what you've done in your past. Do not walk around sin conscious because we live in an era of grace. We live under the New Testament. And um, Jesus' blood covered all of that. So through that, we have open admission to receive every blessing that is um, called unto us. So how did I overcome my situations? Like I said earlier, I looked it in the face. And I told it that I'm not backing down and I'm not leaving without this win. I simply made up my mind. And the first words that my mother told me when we was in a hospital bed, she said, Justice, we're going to the other side. I still believe that. When trials come, because it's going to come every single day, you just saw, you just saw it. This is how you do it. I'm teaching you how to do this. It's going to come every single day. Still speak the word. When, when the disciples were on the boat, um, Jesus told them, don't fret, we're going to the other side. That didn't mean the storm wasn't coming. That didn't mean, he was asleep. You know, he said, why do y'all fret? We're going to the other side. They, they went to the other side. Exactly what he said should come to pass. So what are some of the things that God has spoke to you? Go back to your journal. Go back to those, those times in your life where, where God was present with you and strong with you. Do not forget those times because what he said shall be established. All the way in the Old Testament, he was saying that the Messiah was coming. And in the New Testament, he he, he, fulfilled that prophecy. So you see, as Christians, you have the power and the ability to overcome any situation. Any situation. As you saw, they said I was paralyzed. I never once said I was paralyzed. Because I knew that I had the power by the one that lived inside of me, not by my own strength, because your strength is going to run out. The one that lived inside of me who overcame gave me that same power. We are many gods here. Take back your power. Put your foot down and take back your power. Tell the devil, no, this is how it's going to be because you're already defeated. You're under my feet. And you walk like that. You walk like a giant because you are. So we have the power to overcome. On the cross, Jesus stated that it is finished. In that that sentence, it says everything that you need, that simply means that it's already done for you. So it has been established for you through Christ what Jesus has done. So unleash your power. Jesus overcame sickness. He overcame death. He overcame trauma. 
He overcame rape. He overcame sickness. He overcame everything. You name it, overcame. Put a name on it, overcame. And we are overcomers. So, check this out. When I said by Jesus Christ stripes, I'm here over and over. I'm not paralyzed. I put these things out into the atmosphere. Your tongue is your weapon. So, I was really speaking my testimony, but I was still in the test. You know, I'm still taking the test every day, but I'm getting, I'm becoming a better student. I'm learning how to deal with this. See, we don't just go through trials just to go through trials. Jesus is developing us as Christians so that, so that we can become stronger and to persevere. So, um, I got a question for you guys. What things in your life seem to have you paralyzed? What things in your life seem to have you stuck in your mind? You're going through your day, you're down, you're depressed, you're in your emotions. You're good one day, you're down one the next. What, what are those things? Speak to it and tell it to move. Speak to it and tell it to leave. You know, I just graduated in December. And going through therapy and school and not playing football was something, it was hard for me. You know, football was my motivation for school. So when I didn't have football, it was like, oh, Lord, we really got to do this. <laughs> so I would be in class and I would, I would hear voices in my head telling me, you not go past this test. You can't focus. I'm in class focusing on walking. Look at you, you stuck. You stuck mentally. And I would literally tell it to shut up. I would go to my I would go to the library tired and still study. I would pray. I mean, I'll be in there some days, I ain't know the answer. I just ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you know everything. What's the answer? I got that degree. All right. I got that degree. So, so, see, when Jesus said, verily, truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the work that I am doing, and they will even do greater things. This is greater things. You know, this is greater things. You don't see this everywhere. But I'm no different from y'all. I bleed like you bleed. I go through what you go through, maybe in different shoes, but this is greater things. So, um, so, um, speak to your mountain, whatever it may be, and watch it happen. Put the name of Jesus on it and watch it manifest for you. We have the power inside of us and we possess it. So your words are so powerful. And the next point I want to talk to you about is self-talk. Your self-talk, what you're telling yourself on a daily, what you're writing down in the mirror when you, when you wake up in the morning. What you're constantly professing over your life, that is what you're going to possess. So we have to become aware of what we daily tell ourselves. Because if you say you can't do it, you're not going to do it. Bump what everybody else said. What are you saying about yourself? I am love. I am a new creation. I'm more than enough. I'm more than a conqueror. These are the things that you have to place on the inside of you because we have to align what we say to what God has said about us. We have to see ourselves not through our lens and what we have done in our life, but see ourselves through God's lens, his creation. We are his greatest creation. So speak the words that he speaks over you. So um, I've always been a one to motivate myself, even from a young kid, from playing football. I will always motivate myself. So, so self-talk is um, very important. The next one, and this is if you don't take anything, we're talking about the mind, will, and emotions. It's your perspective, how you view things. So, as you saw earlier, most people would have saw me using the restroom. I'm glad that I can use the restroom because some people, and I'm going to educate you, some people have to stick something up their private part to get the urine out. Like, your situation could always be worse. So just be grateful that you can do some of these things, even if it may look embarrassing. At least you can do it. So your perspective. Secondly, we overcome by the way we assess any given situation at hand. Hold on. 
Secondly, we overcome by the way we assess the given situation at hand and then how we measure it against God's power and not our own. So when you develop the correct perspective by renewing your mind, Romans 12, 2, it says, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve God's will. What his will is good and pleasing and his perfect will. So we overcome when we learn to become a student of our current struggle. When you become a student of a struggle there, you learn that there is beauty in the struggle. When we go from why is this happening to me to what is this trying to teach me? What is this that you have me to do? Because clearly you want to allow this to happen. And everything happens for a reason. I truly believe that. So in the Bible, um, I'm not going to lie to you. Like Life is hard. It's not easy. I can get up here and say, you know, this thing is easy. It's not. But once you make the decision that I'm going to win, regardless of what may come, then the mountain has to move. Simple as that. So the Bible scripture says in John 16, 33, I have told you these things that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. He said in him. When you keep your eyes on him, you may have perfect peace and confidence. Don't take your eyes off of Jesus. Because when you take your eyes off of Jesus, just like Peter, you're going to sink. So keep your eyes on Jesus. He said, in the world you will have tribulations and trials and distress and frustration. But be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. Man, me and my mom was in ICU dancing. We was in ICU dancing when they came in there and told me I was paralyzed. Because we knew that one day... I will be walking. We knew that one day I will be completely restored. They were confused. They were perplexed. They were like, are y'all good? Like, did y'all not just hear? No, did you not just hear what I just said? And one day you will see it. And they all see. Just when I walked on that field that I said that God's got me, he had me. Put, put, bet on God. Put it all on God. He won't fail you. Don't create a plan B. Plan A is going to work for you and work for your life. So be of good cheer, be of good courage, be confident and certain for I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of its power to harm you and I have conquered it for you. Make this word personal. When you're reading your scripture, take you out and put your name in it. I have deprived it of the power to harm you, justice. And I have conquered it for justice. So since I conquered it for justice, justice is more than a conqueror. You're not just a conqueror. You're more than, greater than. And we overcome because he has overcame. So the key points that helped me develop a correct perspective was reading my word daily, listening to healing devotional, surrounding myself around positive people. Um, And I overcame by keeping a track record with God, with what he has brought me through. And that helped me to be grateful. Okay, God, if like David, you helped me defeat the bear, you helped me defeat the lion, surely I can defeat this giant. Okay, God, you helped me move my toe. You helped me kick my legs. You helped me actually move my legs. Then you helped me lift weights with my legs. Then you helped me to stand. Then I'm going to be walking with no assistance. Then I'm going to be running. So when you look back at it, one by one by one, okay, if you brought me through this, surely you will bring me through this. What is this mountain to you? You brought me through this mountain. So take a, just keep a track record with God and what he brings you through, and that will continue to help you get through life trials. And lastly, the most important one, develop a consistent prayer life. This is your direct communication with God. Notice Jesus will always pray to God, was always in direct communication with his father. You never want to to leave that. And talking to your father to help guide you through life and adversity, because this is your strength. This is where your power comes from. 
and not just praying, but believe in your prayers. If you sin, believe in it. Don't just wish. Believe. It doesn't cost anything to believe God. Just a decision. So, um, let me find my notes. So this is where your strength comes from, and this is where your power comes from. So when we become undone in his presence, when we become vulnerable and we let our guard down, and we totally submit to him and, and communicate, this is when our prayers are answered. And we put action to those prayers, and this is when we see it come to fruition. So this process of life going through trials is just... You're in the fire, but, but you're going to come out like gold. <laughs> you're going to be refined. Like This process is taking off the things that probably you couldn't take off on your own. We, you know, I probably never would have talked to God that much as I talk to him now. Now he's not just a God. He's not just my mom, God. He's not my dad, God. He's my God. Like He's my friend. He is my supporter. He's my advocate. He's somebody I know. I, I know I know, <laughs> you know, it's somebody I can talk to. And when I don't have the words to say, I can just cry to. And he comforts me. And he can say, just as you still got it, I'm still here with you. Even when you don't see it, he working. Even when you don't feel it, he working. He never stops working for you. He never sleeps. He never slumbers. He's still making a way for you. A unique way for you. <laughs> You can get a thousand no's, but that one yes is coming for you. Yes, sir. He's chasing you down with yes, that yes sir. because of the love he has for you. Yes, so, um, you overcome when you turn your obstacle, which is that chair was an obstacle. It was a trial. When you turn that obstacle into an opportunity, an opportunity to minister to touch lives, to change lives, you know, to help people just like he told me I would. So, um, this chair has propelled me to walk again. This chair has propelled me to go on and graduate. This chair has brought my family closer, has challenged my family. This chair has allowed me to travel all around the world, literally. This chair has allowed me to get in contact with other people who may have spinal cord injuries and do life with them. This chair has allowed me to be here in your presence today. So it's not all bad when you look at it. It's all about how you turn it and when you view the obstacle in your current stroll as an opportunity. And when you do that, you become a dangerous person. <laughs> Nobody can stop you. And that's what you have to tell yourself. So, I simply overcame when I chose not to become a victim of my struggle, but a victor. So keep the faith, keep the courage, keep pressing forward in your God-given purpose, one step at a time. You don't have to do it all at one time, just do it one step at a time. And ask him for his strength. Get personal with him and ask him and watch it come through for you. There's no limit to what God can do, and there's no limit to what he can accomplish. He said, with, with me, all things are possible. Big caps on that all things, because that's everything. I don't care if it's a dead man, why you can raise him from the dead. You have that power. Now, we, we read these Bible stories, and we think it's just them. No, we have that same power. The world, the world needs to see this. And I, I feel like God has chose me, not only for you guys, but for the young culture to really ignite this fire in them and to turn them off the path that they're going and to get them on the path of Christ. So, like I said, it's God's, it's, it's not my story. It's my story, but it's really God's story. I'm just the vessel, the one he chose the obedient one, you know, the one they counted out. But now they count on. So it's, it's, it's never give up because we know that the testing of our faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its perfect work in you.
so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And always remember that it's just work. Thank you for your time. Um, I don't think it's open up there. Just give me the chair. Thank you, Justice. Thank you so much, sir. Well, wasn't that great? What a wonderful, wonderful testimony. You know, you can hear from somebody, and uh, I could stand up there and say something. You can stand up there and say something. But when somebody stands up that's actually been through something, and Sister just tells you what he tells you just then, I, I consider him not only a brave man, but uh, I talked to Coach Smith. I said, Coach Smith, guess who's going to be here this Sunday? He said, oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. Hey, listen, so I just want to share with you before we uh, close out today. Um, so if you're struggling with anything, I, I want you to know that uh, when we preach the word, as he just said, when we preach God's word, we're, we're, we're not just up here saying stuff and having a Sunday morning experience to have something to do for the weekend. He just gave you a great example of someone who has ov- had to overcome not just one thing, multiple things who was told no man listen I've topped that down a thousand no's all you need is one yes I don't know you you might have you should have got some stuff that they say you should tweet just keep it for yourself don't worry about tweeting it just just keep it for yourself I wrote down my wife almost elbowed me when he said you can get a thousand no's all you need is one yes she said uh-huh I thought she she's about to, you about to stand up or what you gonna do like you know there's no plan B. There's only plan A. Man, listen, that was valuable, valuable gold nuggets from somebody who's been through some stuff. So I read an article. I'm going to share this. I didn't know he was going to say this, but uh, I read an article. It's very, it's very odd, some things that you, when you read about culture and what's going on. But apparently there's this idea that is going around that even in marriages, that people begin to think about, What's my plan B? And so if you go down that road in your marriage, guess what's going to happen? You're going to stop working on plan A. I mean, there's some really good nuggets that he said. Mama, that, I know you're proud. Like, I did not know he could preach. Like, I, I heard him at FC and I thought, well, my gosh, he's just going to preach today. It's not just testimony. Wow. So proud and so encouraged by his word. Please take something that you heard today. I always tell people this when I preach. Please take something. I've been to so many conferences and heard preachers preach. It's not about the whole of the context of what they said, but what did the Lord just speak to you? What did the Holy Spirit prompt you with? If it's not plan B, there's only plan A. You write that down and start working on it. If it's you've been told, told no, 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 no. All you need is one yes from God. If you've been working through trials, just know He's with you. Put your name in. Whatever He said, whatever the Holy Spirit prompted you, Man, see, I'm a preacher. I love, when somebody else preaches, I'm writing stuff down. Cause I'm getting blessed, man. Cause I have to do this all the time. I'm like, I'm getting to receive today. This is so good. So take something. What's the Holy Spirit saying to you right now? So let me pray for you right now before we go. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for today. I thank you for justice ministry. I thank you for what he said, his word that he delivered. I just believe in the name of Jesus that there are people in here that needed to hear some of the words that he said and they are going to apply it to their lives i thank you lord that in jesus name the holy spirit would you remind them of the truth in which they've just heard as they leave here today will you prompt them by your spirit to just speak a word in their heart remind them of what it is they heard today and make a shift and make a change in what they're doing and stop letting the enemy run over them Lord, prompt them to rise, let them rise up. You rise up in them big and them start running over the enemy, Lord. I just pray in Jesus' name for strength for the word that they've heard. And I pray if anybody is here right now or if there's anybody watching online in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, if you've never been saved, you've never committed your heart to Jesus, but right now the Holy Spirit is tugging on you saying, you need me. You just sense in your heart, maybe you're watching on the broadcast, maybe you're in this room, but you sense the Holy Spirit saying, when will you give me everything? When will you stop counting on you and your works and your ability and just surrender your life to me? 
So if that is you today, whether you're watching on broadcast or in this room, would you just close your eyes? And just in this moment, just in this brief moment, just this holy moment before the Lord, if you're in this room, you say, Lord, I need you today. We're going to pray with you right now. But I just believe in my heart there's somebody in this room right now, the Holy Spirit is tugging you. Maybe you've been saved before. I don't know. It's not salvation. It's maybe a surrender issue. You just... You've just been going your own way. And the Lord is saying, you are my son. You are my daughter. I love you. Please surrender. Please surrender. Stop worrying about your faults, your background, and your history, and what you have done. And just surrender now. The Lord's mercies are renewed daily. And I just feel like there's somebody in this room, you're saying, well, you just don't know. You have no idea of what I've done. I've gone to, no, i just tell you this. The Lord said, His mercies are renewed every single day. And you're not the only one in this room, I guarantee you, that has made mistakes. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. So right now, I'm going to pray for you. I just want you to repeat this after me. We'll just say a prayer. If you're prompted by the Holy Spirit, you say, I need Jesus. I need to surrender my life. You're watching the broadcast right now, and you're saying, I need to surrender my life. Would you pray this with me right now? Just say, Dear Jesus, with the whole church is going to pray with you right now. Say, Dear Jesus, I come to you today and I give you my heart. Lord Jesus, I surrender my life and I give you everything. Lord Jesus, I'm sorry that I've walked away. But today, I'm coming back. In Jesus' name, I make you the Lord of my life. Amen and amen and amen. If you prayed that, we're so proud of you. Would you give me a hand right now? If you prayed that online, we're so proud of you right now for praying that prayer. Let me just tell you right now, look, there's nobody perfect in this room. If you're watching online, there's not a single person on this earth that has their stuff together. Let me just tell you right now, they don't. None of us do. We're all a work in progress, and we all need Jesus. So don't ever think you've ever gone too far that the Lord's mercies will not find you, that he won't run you down. The Bible says, even in some, even if I were to make my bed in hell, you make it in the lowest pit, he'll find you. Even then, you'll be with me. I mean, you just can't run far enough. He'll just track you down, chase you down until finally you come to a point and say, okay, I'll give you everything. What do you want? You know, love that about him. I'm so glad he didn't stop chasing me, you know. So today, we're going to, before we go, I just want to say this to you. Uh, we're at our meeting, and we're going to have Catch the Vision. So what this is, this is going to be very brief, to be honest with you. We're going to meet in the chapel. So we've got everything set up now. So if you are not, and I say, what is Catch the Vision? It's the time where we're going to share with you briefly about the vision and the heart of our church, what we're doing post-pandemic. Because <laughs> churches had to pivot just like every business, just like everybody. The Lord is doing some stuff. So so I just told our team, I said, I'm going to meet in the chapel. Let you see, see it if you want to see it, if you've never been in there. But if you're not a part of the church, like you go here, this is your family, this is your home. You, you need to become, so we know, it's kind of like Justice was saying, Coach will tell you, we just need to know if you're on the team. Like, how can I run a play if I don't know you're on the team? I need, we need, your church needs you, and here's why. The Lord has given you gifts and abilities to utilize for the kingdom of God. Whether it's in this house or through this house or in the, in the ministry, somehow outside in the streets, whatever it is you're doing, the Lord has gifted you with giftings. Now today, I filled in for my father-in-law because he's fishing. Ron, I'm a little, you know, yeah, yeah, he's fish. I love him. I love him dearly. But I filled in because, so it's spring break, like, we always prayed for this moment, and now we'll never pray for it again. We always thought it'd be great if all the church, I mean, all the schools combined and had spring break the same week. We'll never pray for that again. Because half of our team said, we're out of town. Half the, everybody's out of town. I'm like, wow, okay. We might have should have said, we're out of town this Sunday. You're going online. I don't know. But but you guys all came, so we know there's people that stay in town. So that's awesome. We're glad you're here. Um, but ability, before we go, I filled in for him because, um, so I can pick a little. I'm not like, like Scotty D is, I, I watch him play and I just wonder. It's just, he works really hard, but he has a, an ability. Like, his ability goes beyond playing a guitar. 
if you ever really listen to him, I'm not trying to elevate Scotty, but I want to tell you something spiritually. Many people don't know this, but when he plays, it's much like when David would play his harp. His harp. Scotty is very prophetic in when he plays. You say, well, how do you be prophetic on an instrument? Well, you sit and listen, you'll figure it out. It's just different. His ability, his talent, but there's also God working through it. And I'm just telling you, there's those of you in this room, you have ability and you have gifting, and you need to let God work through it in your church. We are the body of Christ. We're not an insulated, isolated individual of Christ. We are the body of Christ. And there in the body, there are members, diversity of members, and we all have differences, abilities. And if you come, I won't stick you in a spot where you don't like. We're trying to figure out what's your ability. Help us. You know, if you can't play guitar, we're not going to make you play guitar. <laughs> but one of the reasons I did it also was, so uh, my kids are serving right now. My oldest are serving in kids ministry. Not because I ask them to, by the way. Um, I don't tell my kids what to do. I say, what is the Holy Spirit saying to you? And they they wanted to. I don't put them in those places. But one of the reasons I did it was also because they know I can play, but I never do. And I wanted them to see, hey, listen, you can use your gifts for God. My fingers are about half numb right now, Scotty. I just want you to know. And I have no idea how Ronnie plays that so long. But um, what ability do you have that we might not know? I had so many people say, I didn't know you played guitar. Well, you know, I wouldn't call it playing. I would call it, I can hang in there. Um, but what abilities do you have? Like, what would God want to use through you? And that's what I want to share with you when we go to the chapel. So as soon as we leave, we'll about 10 minutes. And then what we'll have is our prayer ministry team will be down front. If you need prayer for anything, they'll be down here. And there's some ministry, there's some uh, resources over here. If you need something, we have some things available. We'll just give them to you. We're just in a season right now where we're just trying to bless and give and be generous and be a witness to the community for good. And so if you need something, as soon as we dismiss, they'll be down here. You come get prayer. They'll give you something. If you need some resources, we'll help you with that. And then one other thing I want to share about is in your area of stewardship. So I want to say thank you. So we're going to bless the justice ministry. You heard him say this. You might need to look it up. It's really awesome what he said, Mom. Like, touched my heart. Um, you know, it really did. To do what he's doing and have that kind of attitude, and then he's going back and helping people with spinal cord injuries. It's a wonderful ministry. So we're going to bless their ministry today and what he's doing. That's because you're so generous. So when you give, I just want to encourage you. I know we all look at the news, but I told my daughter she got her first paycheck. And I'll tell you something right here. She got her first paycheck, and she thought she's rich because she's 15. And she said, Dad, text me, I'm richer than Jeff Bezos. And I thought, you know, Judge, I didn't want to. I didn't want to give her a no, but I just was saying, I don't know if you're Bezos. Yeah, baby. But anyway, his Kleenex has probably cost your paycheck. I don't know, but anyway. So she's like, Dad, this is awesome. And I said, Now remember what I told you. I told both of them this. I gave him a five minute conversation that's worth two million dollars, and I told him, first paycheck. Listen to me. You take the tenth, and I can't make you do this. This is your decision. But the tenth, the first tenth, it belongs to the Lord. So, honey, listen to me right now. I learned this from my uncles. I, <laughs> I thought he's a nut. He told me to give away my, I got my first check from Bojangles. I thought I was Jeff Bezos too. Oh, 150 bucks, I thought. He's telling me, you got to give 10% to the Lord. You want the Lord to bless the rest? I'm like, man, I, I cooked this chicken. I'm fry, I mean, I'm dirty and nasty. Why would I give away money? He said, do you want the Lord to bless the rest? Give the 10th to God. And so I did, and I'm telling you, from that time to this, I told my girls, I said, the Lord doesn't pay the next week. It's not a payday the next month. It may not be the next year, but he will consistently, you will find out if you look back, like Justice said, God did this, God has done that. When we didn't have money, Haley would dig through the ashtray of our car that we were given and do stuff for our kids when our first one was born money from the ashtray so I don't just say this I mean literally she it would change out of the ashtray and there were times when it was hard I'm telling you I thought he was a nut 
you got a kid and everything. It's like, it doesn't feel like it's going to work. But, but God, just like Justin said, but if you trust the Lord, he will bless you. And the tenth, it works. And I told her, you take the other tenth and you put it in an investment. Get a wise investor, 10% of the rest of your life, honey. You'll have two million bucks before you retire, guarantee. And she, well, I mean, as long as the world don't explode. But, you know, based on previous records, of course, we don't, you know, I don't think it's going to explode. That was a joke. You missed it. But anyway. So before we go, I just want to thank you for your giving. And then there's ways to give. It says it right there. So thank you for that. So let me pray over that before we dismiss. And, um. And we're going to go, Lord, I thank you for the generosity of our church. Thank you today for those that are going to join me in the chapel, talk about their gifts and their abilities. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for prompting people today. Lord, to move closer to your ministry, to be a blessing to other people, to serve in their church, through the community, however you see fit, God. But prompt them by your spirit right now, and I just thank you for them. Thank you for their faithfulness and their generosity. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said... Amen, amen, amen. Would you stand to your feet before we leave? Our prayer team is going to come down front. As they come down front right now, if you want to talk to Justice, he'll be around, right? You'll be over here. All right. Catch him. He's got the orange cap. You're not going to miss that. And uh, Justice, hey, I just want to say thank you in front of everybody here. Thank you for your heart, and thank you for your spirit. Thank you for your boldness to be able to preach and proclaim God's word and not quitting. Uh, it is an inspiration. And uh, Haley was saying, because our kids are serving in kids' ministry right now, they're ministering to kids. She said, I just wish my, I wish the girls could hear this. I said, oh, they're going to hear it because I'm going to play it back for them. They're going to watch this. This is a, and I'm going to share this. What a wonderful message. So many people need to hear it. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate it. Thank yes, sir. Thank Amen. You. Amen. Y'all give just a hand you. again. Thank <clears throat> you. Amen. So what we're going to do is, listen, uh, I'm going to just pray this blessing over your life uh, before you leave. We always speak this over you guys. Numbers chapter 6. And before we go, and this is, uh, you know, sometimes we speak that as the New American Standards. This is New King James, but it's all pretty close. So before we go, just let me speak this over you before we leave today. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you. And may he give you his peace. In Jesus' name, that's our prayer for you. You guys are dismissed. Have a wonderful day. You want to see justice, come up front. If you need prayer, come down front. If today's message blessed you, we want to encourage you to take a moment and share this podcast with a friend. Remember, there's one hope for every heart, and that's Jesus. See you next time.